millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. Good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio here at the Valley as we get set to look ahead to Saturday's home game with Walsall is uh, Mr. Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nathan? Living the dream. Friday tomorrow yeah. or yesterday or next week, whenever you download the podcast, I yeah, suppose. So yeah, you can't really state days. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been Friday like three weeks ago <laughs> people are catching up. But it's all good. All good yeah. in the hood. I wonder if people do that, like go back three weeks ago to see how wrong our predictions were and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> Turn, <laughs> turns, out, always bad. turns out we're not signing Sully Kai Kai, whatever his name is, from Palace. <laughs> That's a rumour that's just come out. <laughs> Joining the two of us here in the studio is Mark Newby. How do you, Mark? I'm good, mate. And just yeah. as a rule of thumb, we're always wrong. We're always, well, we are always wrong, yeah. Now, I know, as I've said over the weeks, Mark, that you really, because you're a chef, obviously, by by trade, and I've always said you don't have to bring food. I mean, this is the first week you haven't brought food, and I just sort of. <laughs> I'm just wondering if maybe I should do retract I believe, that. Do I yeah. believe well, now? Because I'm hungry now. No, I, I <laughs> just saw the sight what... of you makes me hungry. It's like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I saw what the boys did this week and I thought, I can't compete with that anymore. So. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah, well, that come dime with me or whatever it was. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. But more, more on that later if we get time. <laughs> right on tonight's show. Uh, a packed uh, big match preview for you this evening. We're going to hear from Carl Robinson throughout the show. First of all, he's going to be uh, giving us the latest on the takeover uh, and the possibility of more players leaving the club. We're also going to hear from Card, the coalition against Renan du Chatelet. Clive Harris, a Card representative. I spoke to him on the phone about an hour ago. Uh, they've been busy this week, obviously, announcing the uh, what was going to be a rally uh, to try and get some answers out of Richard Murray, the director uh, here at the club on Saturday. That's now been cancelled because Richard Murray has in fact agreed to meet with the China Athletic Supporters Trust which is part of CARD uh, so we're going to hear from Clive Harris find out what CARD's uh, stance is at the moment uh, Robinson uh, Nicky, uh, Nicky Ajose that's his name uh, Carl Robinson is going to tell us about Nicky Ajose he's uh, sort of come back on lo- uh, from uh, Berry, which is bad news after my awkward handshake that I discussed on Sunday's show but good news for, for my awkwardness is that he's not actually going to be playing by this bit uh, we're going to hear from Ben Reeves after Saturday last Saturday's win uh, up at uh, Berry, uh, and then of course look ahead to this Saturday's game with Walsall but first things first like I said it's time to hear from Carl Robinson uh, he's going to give us the latest what he knows about the takeover and also uh, is there potential for any more players to be leaving here uh, to uh, add to Ronan's bank balance but what about others leaving? I'm not the man to answer. I'm not no contact. Um, I think I've tried to conduct myself. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to conduct myself in 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 the right way. Um, my main concern is my players and the club that I manage. Um, I'm trying to do a job where there's a bridge to be built um, between one island and another. Uh, and whilst we're crossing that bridge, there's obviously going to be difficulties along the way. 
um, and I'm trying to conduct myself in a, in a very clear-minded way. Um, so when we arrive at our destination, we're in a place to go forward. Um, so I don't get involved in, in any, of the, any of the melee underneath me in the water. That's for the, the, the sharks to fight each other. Um, and we'll just keep working. And if we're needed, we're here. Um, we don't want anyone to be sold, obviously. But that's not my my title doesn't allow that to, to materialise. Um, and that's as honest and as clear as it can be. We're expecting a statement from board member Richard Murray regarding the consortium's interest in, in taking control mm. of Charlton. Are you any the wiser? I don't think any of us are any the wiser. Um, what, I, what I can say over the, over the, the months I've, been set, I've spent here, a lot of arguments that have been going on, a lot of debates have been going on. Richard Murray's always been the one fighting for, for where we've been in some ways and, uh, and being the constant in that. Uh, and it's one of them situations where um, there's only the owner that can ask that question. At the end of the day, he owns the football club. And, and he'll be the one that'll determine when, when and why and how. And uh, we all know he's come out publicly and said the club's for sale. We all know there's consortiums there looking to take over. I couldn't, I don't know the figure at all. Uh, that's beyond the realms of my position to talk about what the club's worth. I know what it's worth to the fans. A lot of heartache, a lot of desire, and a lot of many, many years of ups and downs, but the constant is the, the love for the football club. So we all have to be maybe be... Patience is difficult when there's been times of difficulty. Um, I think people seeing a light at the end of the tunnel in their view, or even the only view of light at the end of the tunnel to, to get rid of the football club. But there's so many more obstacles. It's not like just going to, 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 to get something... Can, that we normally buy you're buying a football club um, and when you understand from a, from the community perspective to the, from the under sevens right the way through to the first team the operation at the valley the operation here at the training ground there's many many operations and due diligence that has to be done that has to be taken care of um, I don't know what they are but you can I can imagine I'm in this world where I know how big it is um, and I've been led to believe that people are speaking to the owner he's speaking to people and uh, and that's where it is. My concern is it's in the middle of January. And he knows that, that I want to bring in players. Uh, and that's the, the whole, that's the truth and that's all I know. Do you know how many consortium are involved? No, only what you you guys write. Um, was it four? Was the last count? Um, I don't really know who they are. Obviously, there's been stories of people coming to the games and so on and so forth. I've seen people being shown round um, here. There's been one or two people being shown round that we know have been with sort of senior members of the board that are left, if we have anybody. Um, so you see people walking around. Um, they're paying an awful lot of attention to things that normal people wouldn't look at. Um, so... I'd imagine that people have been here, they've walked around here, they've looked at it, they've assessed the situation. Um, but as names, that's, <laughs> I don't have a clue. Well, Carl doesn't have a clue then. So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we're, I don't know, it, it doesn't sound like anything's particularly imminent on that on that whole takeover front, which is getting more and more frustration now because, you know, the, the days of January are running out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when it all started... 
we sort of <clears throat> knew it probably wasn't going to be a, a quick turnaround and that's why I've not tried getting getting my hopes up too much I've tried sort of laughing at it really just because <laughs> otherwise I'll just send myself insane by you know being frustrated with it so you know until it's all official I'm not really gonna pay too much attention because no one knows not even Cole knows so if it happens it happens that you know of course I want it to happen um but I'm expecting the worst at the moment so and everything else everything else a little Brucey bonus but hopefully <laughs> it comes off but I'm not holding my hopes up well, hopefully you are, you just said. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mark, I mean, the, the, obviously we've seen the, the transfer situation with, with uh, uh, Ricky Holmes last week and, and the way that Carl was, was clearly upset that he wasn't going to get any of that money to reinvest within the squad, even in, in part of a sort of a player swap deal. Now, obviously we're expecting Esri Konza at some point this month to uh, to go as well. Richard Cordy tweeting that Brighton perhaps have entered the race uh, for his signature today, £4 million worth of Esri Konza. I mean... Do you, do you think that it's pretty... I mean, we're, we're probably expecting it's going to be the same situation, isn't it? The player's going to go, no one's going to come in to replace him. Yeah, and it's a difficult one because I think Cons is slightly, you know, less replaceable than, than Holmes is in a way because I just think of his versatility of where he can play and the potential of his future. I mean, it's, I'd love him to stay to at least at the end of the season. But I think if he goes to Brighton, they'd probably most likely to stick him in their team. I can't. Everton's a bit of a weird one, you know. They've just spent forty-eight million on two players, and now they're going to spend another four million on someone who's just going to sit on the bench or not even make the bench. Mm. So I mean, it'd be sad if if Conza goes, but that that'd be the one I'd really hope didn't go through. Yeah. What do you make of Carl's frustrations now? If over the last, I mean, clear frustrations now over the last few weeks, he sort of said. You know he's trying. He's doing his best in the circumstances, but he's, he's, he's like I say, he's not. He's not hidden how upset he is with with the way things are going at the moment. I mean, he revealed uh, today that he's only he's only spoken to the owner, I think, once or twice in the last you know month, and that in, it was a text and an email. He doesn't you know he, he doesn't deal with the owner, even though when when Katrine resigned, Roland said he was going to take a more hands-on you know method before. I mean, if that's what he's doing now, what was he like beforehand? Was he like just hiding in an igloo in Siberia or something? Because I mean, we we never. He, he, this is his version of hands-on, and Carl's, Carl's effectively, it seems, running the club on his own at the moment. Yeah, exactly, and um, I do feel I, I do feel sorry for Carl because you know he's he's trying his utmost. Because I think we all know we're not actually, even though we're t- we know we're top six, which is only, we're only there due to the start that we had, and um, I think we we're not that far away of uh, of you know going on a good run, and we all know where we where we're weak in areas. It's not like he's asking for another six, seven players just to be greedy when everyone's fit. We all know what we need, and and he knows how close we are, and we we just know that. Well, he knows that he's not going to get it, and it's. I feel sorry for him because, like you say, you know, he's more or less doing. He's doing like the PR at the moment. He's doing the managing. So, but all he can do is is do his job and what he's in control of, and he's with football matches, and then hopefully everything else takes care of itself. Do you think, I mean, would you make the job he's done over the last few weeks, Well, Well, I'm a bit I feel sorry for him because he just seems to be doing everything. You know, I think if you look out on a pitch now, he's probably giving it a quick mo. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you shouldn't be surprised because Roland doesn't care about us. He's not cared about us. You know, he, he made such stupid decisions in the last three years. He's not going to suddenly go, you know what, I'm going to pull my finger out and try and do this quickly. Because he doesn't care, and yeah. when you don't care like that, I mean, I think with with Carl, if he can keep the team going, 
which is is going to be his number one priority, and say try it doesn't affect them. I mean, that's all he can do, really, at the bottom line. That's all, the only thing he can affect is the team. Mm. So. Yeah, right. I, I mean, the, the, about Roland, uh, see, you know, seemingly not caring. I mean, that's certainly the way. I mean, he's he's just looking at this. I mean, he doesn't care that the squad's being, de- you know, losing out here. And like, so we're in such a good position now mm. to push in for the playoffs in the second half of this season. We could still be done with the players we've got, but it's going to be one hell of a struggle. We could. He he doesn't understand football. I mean, that's the bottom of line of it. He just doesn't understand. You know, he, th- he thinks we'd rather just come here and go dancing. Mm. And it, it's, he doesn't understand the passion. He doesn't understand the history. Mm. He doesn't understand the culture, for, for, for want of a better word, that football has connected to it. You know, I've, I've got this theory. When it's all said and done, he's going to like unveil like a Scooby-Doo villain. He's going <laughs> to pull his old man mask off. It's going to be Thomas Dresden underneath it. You know, mm. he, doesn't, he doesn't... He doesn't... He, not, only, not only does he not care... It's like he's selling his toy. He doesn't care, you know. This is he's got. Yeah. He's going to have a new toy to play with. This is his old toy that he's, he's going to sell. One of those pesky, yeah. uh, pesky you know, supporters. It's like him yeah. getting an old school nineteen eighties <laughs> Barbie though, and just sort of pimping it up a little bit yeah. or whatever. Like he, he's not going to do it anymore. He, he, this is past him. He just and wants then to he's breaking a leg off it yeah. and then trying to sell it. Yeah, and then yeah. breaking an arm off it. It's like that from Toy to Story where they had all like the bits and bobs, <laughs> isn't that? So I guess plenty of Charlton fans will be hoping that he does uh, dance soon and foxtrot <laughs> Oscar. Uh, right, let's uh, let's uh, let's move on now. Obviously, part of the. Uh, the, the build-up to this uh, this weekend's game has been involved with uh, Card. Now they announced during during the week that they were going to have a protest rally outside the West Stand at two fifteen uh, on Saturday uh, to demand answers from Director Richard Murray. And of course, Richard Murray at the start of uh, the start of the Roland tenure said he was going to sort of be the the voice of the board, uh, you know, interact with the fans, which he's always he's been good at throughout the years. You know, remember. You know, I remember he used to put on the coaches for us. I remember at Middlesbrough he came out and uh, applauded the fans for travelling up to Operation Riverside, and we and we applauded him back. So he has been good at that throughout the years. But now people will probably say over the last four years, I mean, what could he say? But really? there's not much he can come out and say when it's when you're not in charge. You're not the one making these decisions now. I mean, people were saying Pat maybe should, there should be more resistance inside. I mean, we don't really know. Uh, but so he's been the target for for Card this week now. Um, so let's hear. I, I spoke to Clive Harris. Uh, from Card because of course he Richard Murray's now agreed to have a meeting with the Supporters Trust on uh, on Saturday instead, which is part of Card. So the the rally's been called off now. So don't rock up at two fifteen because there'll be no one there. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to find out what Card's uh, latest is. So I spoke to Clive Harris uh, earlier on this evening. Joining us now on Charlton Live is Card representative Clive Harris. Good evening, Clive. How you doing? Very well, Lee. Good evening, you. Thank you for coming on uh, tonight's Charlton Live. Now, of course, uh, Card have been very busy. Uh, this week, as it has been for the last couple of years, really. But this week, they've uh, been back in the headlines. Uh, they they started arranging uh, sort of a protest rally for for Saturday to demand answers from Richard Murray. But since that was uh, was put out there, Richard Murray has agreed to meet with the Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust, which is part of Card, of course, uh, on Saturday. So the rally's been called off, but this uh, this this meeting between a couple of representatives uh, from the trust and Richard Murray, director here at Charlton, of course, is going to go ahead. So I think uh, fans might be interested to know sort of what assurances you're, you're you're seeking from Richard Murray in this meeting on Saturday. Well, to be honest with you, I think anything is better than nothing. And it was just getting ridiculous. It's now almost four years since uh, Richard, who, you know, in his time has been a, a great stalwart for the club, has done a lot for us. But it's been nearly four years since he said that he was going to be the go-between, the, the, the ownership and the supporters' base. And, you know, that's just not happened. 
And we can understand to a degree that when we had the chief exec in place, Katrine in place, that that might have been hampered. But since she's left, there's absolutely no reason for him not to be speaking to the supporters because we find ourselves in the state of limbo that we're currently in. And uh, it became very apparent to us that it wasn't only the supporters that were uh, asking questions. You know, it was right across from sort of club employees down to the manager that not many people were happy with the situation we found ourselves in. Um, so we felt we needed to to act fast and you know one of the real reasons that we called any sort of action uh, was to try and get something from from Richard to come and speak to us or to in, indeed to the trust is exactly what and how it's played out. Now obviously one of, one of the main issues at the moment that the manager's been talking about is the transfer situation and uh, we, we found out last Saturday that about Renan Chatelet blocking the uh, Sheffield United player Carruthers coming in, in in part of exchange for Ricky Holmes of course is he Esri Conza. Uh, uh, transfer that's been reported about that may well be going through to Everton, four million pounds sort of quoted there. Is, is is that is the transfer situation one of the main things that you're worried about right now? Oh, it's hugely frustrating. I mean, we're realists, so we don't expect the guy who now publicly is, has admitted that and offered up that the club is for sale. We don't expect him to be signing us, you know, striker after striker in the transfer window, but. The club's sitting six, and there is still an outside chance of promotion this season. And and to, to almost have an embargo on any money being spent and start to asset strip. And worryingly, this is something that we saw with Standard Liège, isn't it, when he owned there. And we were warned of it by the Standard Liège supporters at the time. So when you see it, like a, it's almost like a slow-motion car crash in front of you, the way the club's going. It, it, enough was enough. And... Uh, you know, we just need to know what's going on because it's not only is it not fair on on the supporters, whether they go every week and back their side, or whether they, you know, they get really hands on with the protests or they're boycotting. It's also unfair on the on the side on the team and the manager. It's a ridiculous situation we find ourselves in. And what sort of assurances are you hoping to get from Richard Murray? And I guess a, a second part of that question is: is he the right man to, to give it to you? Because of course. It feels from, from from you know looking from the outside looking in. It feels like Roland is the one who's making these decisions about you know the, the transfer situation. That's so do, do you think Richard will be able to give you sort of what you hope for this Saturday? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, again, we've got to be realistic. We don't expect any details on the finances of the club or ongoing negotiations, but we need more of an acknowledgement that you know this club is for sale and it's moving forward, and there is a chance that we are going to have under new ownership before too long. And uh, whilst that's in place, we also need that there's some sort of commitment to the current side as it's set up, you know, on the pitch that will give us every chance of getting back to the championship, which is, you know, the, the situation that Roland found himself in when he bought the club in the first place. And there's been nothing but backward steps ever since. I think the main thing is that we needed to force some sort of dialogue and, and we've done that. But we should, you know, let's be really upfront and honest about this. Protests have not gone away, and the protests, as far as we're concerned, can continue as and when we wish them to continue, and that's to put pressure on what is our ultimate aim, is to rid the club of Roland de Châtelet, and if that means doing that at home or actually in Belgium, then so be it, because we're just not going to roll over and take the club in the current situation it is. And do you think there's anything you can do to try and achieve some very short-term success in this January transfer window to try and change Roland's mind in any way? That's very difficult, isn't it? But I know that the answer is not to do nothing and, and just trust the situation as it is because I, don't, I just have no faith in, in, the, in the current setup. And, you know, we need to give Carl Robinson every support we can in this. That's why 
when we talked about uh, putting on this uh, well, protest is a strong word, certainly a show of strength and a show of dissatisfaction demanding our answers, it was decided not to do it to interrupt at this stage, to interrupt with anything that's happening on the pitch. Um, I personally don't believe that the protests have any impact on the players and the team, and I think that's proven out by results in the main, but it was felt that we needed to try and judge the current feelings across a wide supporter base and uh, in this case what we needed was some form of dialogue we weren't expecting answers to every question we put that's fairly unreasonable but you know that seems to be we have forced the issue to a degree because now he's going to sit down and, and meet with representatives say of the trust to in turn have links uh, with card because we sometimes forget card is a coalition against Roland de Chatelet and, and when you have a coalition you have quite a lot of different views and it's a broad spectrum of, of addicts from very different backgrounds that make up card and so uh, yeah it, in a way I feel that we've we've managed to get him to the table and that's the first step but it's certainly not the end of it. And there was some, some complimentary words about the way that card have acted today from the manager Carl Robinson so I guess that in a way must please you. I think it yes it absolutely does and you know I had remained going. I mean, I have a respect for anyone who feels they can no longer uh, support the club. They feel so disconnected that they stay away, in the same way that I completely understand people who um, continue to visit, the, you know, support the club home and away. Um, I mean, I would, I would shy away from buying the season ticket in advance, but I still go every week. I want the best. I'm a Charlton fan. Really. I want my club to win every game. I never want to see Charlton uh, lose. So, I, I, to see the manager now almost... Um, associating himself with the support space, I think, can only be a positive. And, uh, you know, we are, we can be if we want to be the 12th man. And it doesn't take, uh, you know, great journalism to work out that Carl Robinson is not happy with the current situation he finds himself in. So if we can help him in any way with that, we certainly will. And finally, uh, yeah, you, as Charlton fans, I guess we're sort of feeling like the end might be in sight for Roland, although it is dragging on. Uh, a bit. So, so what, what happens now for Card with, with while we're just trying to get over this finishing line? What, what's the final sort of uh, ideas that Card have got coming up? Well, we've every process. I think we've. I'm happy to say, I think process we've done has shown some sort of initiative. Sort of, it's not just straightforward shouting and hollering. We, we'll continue to put that pressure up until he's gone. Um, the the only end game for Card is the removal of Roland de Chatelet from our club. It says it, you know, in our name when we set up as a coalition of people. Um, so until he's gone, we won't just sit down on on our sort of rest of our laurels and think the job's done. It's not done yet. It's close. And in the same way that we work with all the other protest groups as well, because you know. Belgian 20 and rot and war and everyone else has come out of this we all share the same aim and that is to rid our club of Roland de Chatelet and the sooner we do it the better but as when I first walked into or volunteered my services for this the, you know, the main thing is that I was here before he got here and I'll be here long after he's gone and uh, I think Charlton fans are showing that that, that we, we can see this out but we will win in the end That's really well as well to do so. Now he's on to take on Buchanan, keeping the ball. Lovely ball into Konza to the touchline. Konza, reverse ball, back to Forster Kaske! And there's the third! And it's game over and three points for Charlton.
talking about Charlton Live uh, here on Maritime Radio. Just heard there from Clive Harris, the card representative. Uh, so we know that, like we said, the uh, the planned rally now is uh, is off for for Saturday. The Charlton Athletic Supporters Trust, a couple of members of them, uh, are going to sit down with Director Richard Murray. Now, so I, so I said it to Clive. I mean, <laughs> in a way, I'm not really sure what we're we're, we're hoping to get from this because I I, I just don't know that Richard's going to be able to say that much. That because I know what what we want is is Richard's going to be able to turn around and say, well, actually, yeah, we're going to get that £2 million. But we know, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to say that. But some sort of dialogue is important at this time, and, and that's why this I think this is a good idea. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like Clive said, I mean, anything's better than nothing. I think what everyone's doing at the moment is just is feeding on scraps, really, from from Twitter and forums and hearsay and who saw what and who knows who thinks they know what's going on and so I think yeah like you say something official um, obviously we're not expecting Richard to come out and say oh it's John Smith buying it for X amount this date it will happen that's not going to happen but um, like Clive said I think anything um, that's official is um, might relax a couple of people it's not the you know it's not going to be solved on Saturday but like you say any dialogue is mm. It's more than what we've done in previous in previous years, for sure. So um, it's a step in the right direction, but we'll just have to wait and see what Richard says. Yeah, I guess you know, with, with, with the frustrations that we're seeing from from Carl Robinson and, and, and from the supporter base about this, uh, you know, the, the, the these transfer situation in particular in, in the short term, and obviously, you know, the fact that Roland's still here is dragging on a bit in the in the long term. Um, Clive said it himself. I guess you know, Carl, you can't just sit back and do nothing. You have to try and do something, even if it is just try and get some sort of dialogue with. You know, with Richard Murray, man, who over the years, as as you know, he's he's got his knockers over over the last few years, certainly. But you know, in 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 history, he has done a lot for this club as well. He has. I mean, I think what all he'll really say on Saturday is how much backing he's given the man, the manager currently. I mean, like you say, there's not a lot he could probably say about any takeover. You know, he's, he as a as a businessman, he knows you know things can change any any day. And so it can happen. It can not happen. I th- all I think is that this, you know, the protest has been, been delayed for two weeks. I think Oxford. I think there'll probably be more of a protest because I I can't see anything in the next two weeks after Saturday. I really can't, and I don't think there's anything he can say to cut um, to cast that there's which is going to allay people's fears. And mm. I don't see what he can say apart from saying, "Look, I'm supporting Carl at the moment." You know, I'm talking to him daily. We're seeing what we can do. We're trying to make deals to get some temporaries and some loan players. But there's nothing else he could probably say which people would be um, acceptable. I guess there, there, like I say, that feeling of helplessness at the moment. With the, uh, you know, can can we can the can the fans change Roland's mind? But there were, at the same time, there was a lot of people who were gearing up to be part of that car park protest. I mean, you know, over the years, I don't think Charlton fans are, are ever going to sit down and. And, and be quiet. I mean, I speak to Terry a few years ago. He talks about how, you know, when the process was first boiling up, and he, he was telling me that he told uh, Katrine, like, the reason, you know, Trump fans are never going to be silent now after what's happened to him in the past and what they achieved to get back home. You'll, you'll never find a silent Trump fan when, when something's not right. No, exactly. And I think for, for everything that, um, that was done in previous years, for, obviously, for us to get back here, um, it will never happen that people will just sit here and just take it and not say anything because people, a lot of people, um, obviously I wasn't old enough at the time to influence me, but a lot of people put a lot of money and effort um, and time into obviously getting us back here. And if, if if it's not being run right, it's not you know only a couple of bad results and people are protesting. It's it's something that's 
we've gone down as a club physically and obviously reputationally. So, yeah, I think people are never going to just be quiet because we, we have we have strong values. But we're we're an honest bunch of set of fans. You know, we're not expecting the world. We're not expecting Champions League football. Might happen. You never know. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, done it. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, and I think that's all we're asking for. Yeah. And Clive, and Clive's, Clive, there was very realistic with his aims. I think uh, for 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 what can and could come out of this of this conversation with Richard Murray on on, on Saturday. I mean, I'm, fair to say that that Card probably uh, sort of forced Richard Murray into this with their action throughout the week, and and now this this sort of uh, dialogue that is going to happen may not have happened without without Card's statement earlier in the week. I mean. Last weekend, we were promised from uh, from from Carl Robinson that Richard Murray was going to say something. There was a couple of lines in the in the piece about Ricky Holmes leaving, where where, where Murray uh, stressed a little bit of frustrations about the uh, you know the lack of uh, permanent transfers coming in. But I mean, uh, everyone was still asking, "Is that it? Is that it?" Even I was I was trying to find out if that was it, and people weren't really sure if there was going to be more. So now this this seems to be the natural next step. Now this meeting, and so Cardiff clearly in a way, got what they wanted here. They want some more dialogue and they forced it to, to come out now in this meeting on Saturday. Oh, true. I mean, the, the negativity which has surrounded the protests in the, in the club in the, in the last couple of years is immense. And I think, you know, with Richard Murray's going to be more aware of that than Catriene ever was. Mm. I mean, I think she just sort of like almost poo-pooed it and just didn't actually sort of take it as seriously as it was at the time. I mean, the thing is, Carl's come out and said about the impeccable behaviour of the fans. Yeah, we've got that clip coming up, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> spoilers. Um, and I thought, you know, that's just it. Is and he's not trying to do it just sort of like to be on our side. I think it's a genuine reaction from him to say, you know what, I've seen what they're going through, mm. and I'm actually feeling for this club. I mean, he, he's well, well, he's feeling it now. Yeah. I mean, so, so yeah. it's, it's whether uh, people might see it as oh, he ignored a few warnings when he came and joined the club, or or he knew what he knew what was going on, but now it's sort of really come back to bite him a bit now he's finally coming out a bit more vocal about it I mean like I said I think any manager would have taken the job no one really you know if you're a manager you want a job that's what but but now he is seeing the you know the 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 warnings (laughs) sort of come to life he's had a year invested in the club you know of of his, his own life his own time being put into it and I don't think he's the kind of guy just going he's just saying you know what I'm going to walk away from this now Robbo Robbo Robbo's an honest manager and I think that's why I really like him which I know he's He's Marmite to some people, but I really like him, eh? Because he's honest, he's refreshingly honest, in my opinion. And in a way, I know sometimes ex-old addict, especially, don't really like what he says sometimes. But he only says what he means, and I, I, I think it's great. And I think he, he honestly cares about the club. I don't think it's a, it's a persona or something you can just switch off. I don't think you can. And I just think he, he really thought he could make a difference here. And um, I don't think he could have envisaged it going down this path in say August September time but it has and you can tell by in his voice how frustrated he is well, he just wants he to still, do well he still speaks fondly about MK mm. Dons you know for all the time he spent there and you're thinking you know contrary to his club but he's still saying you know what I had genuine feelings for that club mm. so he's still going to continue and I think if he was to leave here he'd have a genuine feeling about us as well mm. well let's uh, Mark mentioned it a few minutes ago Carl was asked about the uh, uh, the meeting with, with uh, between uh, the, the Supporters Trust and, and Richard Murray uh, during today's press day, this is what he had to say. Listen, once again, from the protest perspective, they, they, they've it's been official, it's been responded to, and in a classy way, it's gone round. Okay, we'll do it the right way then. And what is the right way? You don't know what the right way is. Nobody knows what the right way is. 
Um, even I don't know what the right way is at the moment. <laughs> don't know, but uh, yeah, I think. Listen, I think Richie's obviously come out and he wants to speak to people in a, on a one-to-one. I think people get the point across so much more when it's on a, in, a, in a lot calmer environment. And but again, the fans have conducted themselves in an impeccable manner, and, and let's just continue in that way, um, because. Like I say, but again, it, it, there, was, there would have been no problems with it. It would have been very controlled, and we would have dealt with it, and we would have tried to win the game anyway. So yeah, that's what Carl had to say. So obviously, talking about the way, I mean, I don't think, I mean, people do, but personally, for me, I don't think you can really question the way Carl. I mean, not not everyone's agreed with every single protest or every single action from Carl, but as a campaign over the last couple of years, you know, it's been professional. You know, they actually have a media department that I could go mm. to today to try and set up this interview that I had with Clive. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the way they advertise themselves, the way they go about decision-making. You know, in terms of a campaign, like, say, the, the, the Valley Party campaign back in the day was quite impressive. And, and this is this is just as impressive, really. It was seen maybe not quite as big logistically in terms of getting into uh, uh, a, a local election, <laughs> yeah. but in terms of a campaign that's been run, got its message out there. I mean, you, you speak to anyone who knows anything about football and, say, Charlton, and they know... What they know about it is cards, message to go protests, this and that, problems with the owner. Yeah, because they've done well. Yeah, well, I mean, the good. The good thing about card is that they're consistent. So they have, they have, they have, obviously they decide on a plan, and it's it's well communicated with everyone. There's no, it, it's just so concise and how they do it and how everything's done. Like all the protests they've done, like Cole said, that it's been impeccable. There's no trouble. It's all been, you know, been planned properly. And like you say, they've. Everyone knows about them. If you, if you know, when obviously a couple of years ago we were on the telly and they all knew about the pigs and the the taxis and all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, but you can't really say much more. If it was, you only wish that the last two years it was dealt with. You know, our communication side, not obviously all of the communications, but from certain people, um, was dealt in a similar manner, and then we probably wouldn't be in half the situation anyway. But yeah, I mean, they've it's, they've called it off now, and they've. Force Richard's hand, and yeah, ho- hopefully uh, we can get some good news out of it or something at least. Tone tweets in saying, "I feel that Charlton Card and the Belgian Twenty have been incredible in the way that they have worked. Extremely professional process. This goes a long way in attracting positive uh, media attention. Well done to all." And then we had a tweet in uh, a few minutes ago from Valley Voice. It says, "I really can't see Richard Murray will be able to give much clarity as Roland would have prepped Richard Murray as to what he can reveal unless it's a done deal." Uh, with a takeover and I guess that I mean that is like I said that is perhaps a worry that you know it's great to have the dialogue what comes out of it we don't know we'll find out after after the weekend hopefully I'll try, I'll try and get hold of someone for Sunday show if I can but uh, we'll see what happens anyway right let's have a quick break here on uh, Charlton Live when we come back I'm going to make hashtag Oliver K cry Chooses to use him. Holmes uses him decoy. Crosses now in towards McGuinness. Headed away. Now it's come to Fossu in the penalty area. Fossu, little step over. Fossu onto his left foot. Tariq Fossu still. What a finish. Tariq Fossu, great work to come inside onto his left foot. Couple of step overs, worked a bit of space. His reverse shot past Cairns and Charlton back ahead. Welcome back to Channel Live here on Maritime Radio. 
Uh, as I mentioned just before the break, now we got some uh, some news about Nicky Adose, <laughs> uh, which is uh, hashtag Oliver Kay's favourite player. Uh, uh, it's, it's one of the questions that people have been asking us a lot recently. Oh, why, what's going on with Adose and Betakele? Why can't we call them back? All of this. And I, I was sort of saying over the last few weeks, you know, don't forget, you know, just because they're our player alone, bringing them here back doesn't make it free. You still have to pay wages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but So I was slightly surprised when I saw that Adose was back today. Uh, although he's not really back now. If you listen to the, the conversation, uh, this is what Carl Robinson had to say about Nicky Ajose. Well, Betty didn't want him. Um, they're still paying his wages, I believe. Um, he's back training this week and maybe next week. Um, while we decide what is the future for him. Uh, and that's it, really. So the decision it. doesn't have to be made until like, if he can play on Saturday. He won't play Saturday. No, okay. And how, how long will you make that decision? I've already made it really, some ways, and he knows that. Oh, right, okay. And just with the striker situation, obviously, Josh McGuinness is the only senior striker at the club. Um, hasn't really had a proper rest in about six months. No, if, he's not. Think about it. So, how important is it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So, naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So you know, bring in a striker if that is Nikki or, or someone else. Remember all these players had an opportunity to stay at the beginning of the season. So, decisions were made when my plate was clean, and every slate was was clean. Because so no. people thought pastures new or the grass was greener. Yeah, so no, so no clean slate in January. Maybe we do this season. Um, I'm honest with them; they know where they all stand. So, um, he has to work hard. And people have to prove themselves to me now. Yeah. So, whereas it was like, come on, here we go. Now, there's, there's, there's bridges to, 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 to be, be built. So, and I'm not willing to help build them. Yeah. So, that's, but, again, from a humanistic perspective, you have to show respect. And I will show respect always. Always. I don't ever ever come away from that okay yeah I do things in the heat of the moment there's sometimes you look back but then I almost apologise immediately if, if I disrespected somebody um, but that's the way the end of, I mean, you, you say that obviously we need to strike her I could have told you that on the 31st of August Ooh, 
imagine, imagine if it was like, yeah. imagine you're, yeah, you're in an office life and you thought, here you go, I'm, I'm off on some comments. So just on the way out, you slap the boss on the head and face or something. Not that Nicky or Jones did that, but I mean, it must be so awkward coming back when you've burnt your bridges. And I mean, Carl did not sound impressed with, with Nicky or Jose there. <laughs> it was, it was just those uh, moments of silence was quite, um, what's the word? Telling. Shall I say, uh, it just seemed a bit a bit awkward. But, um, I mean, I agree with him in a way. I think Nicky had his chance. Um, whether or not he works hard enough and puts himself back into Cole's plan, that remains to be seen. But He's going to, he's going to have to work really hard right. because, I mean, the, the important thing to note there is Barry is still paying his wages mm. and they don't even want him. But the fact that the ball's in our court, we don't have to recall him. So mm. the second we recall him, then we have to pay his wages. As long as we don't, then Barry are paying his wages. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, I don't know how, many, how many clubs are you allowed to play for in a year. Is it two or three? Because he might not be allowed to play for another club now anyway because he's played for two already. So I don't, I don't know. know. It might be two or three. Can you play for us? Uh, oh no, he actually yeah, hasn't yeah, played, yeah. so he could still play for us. Richard did tweet that he, uh, during the week that if he came back, he'd go out again. So that's yeah. what I think oh, that's he's probably about why. in terms of his future. I mean, like I say, I mean, he ne- ne- never uh, set the world on fire while he was here, Nicky or Jose. I was saying, <laughs> the weird thing, someone tweeted me, so I was sat right behind him at Berry on Saturday, and someone tweeted me again, so who did it look like he was supporting? And this uh, genuinely. He seems to be supporting both teams because whenever anyone went through on goal, he was really excited. I think I think it's because he's obviously mates with Josh McGuinness, but at the same time mates with the Berry striker as well. He just wanted him to score goals. But I mean, you're thinking about we bought him because he'd scored 24 goals in 38 games, and you know, and you don't one season, one season, one season wonder, one season wonder, but it's still a lot of goals. And yeah, it's a one season which, wonder. But it's still something we've, we've been short of. And I know Carl saying you know, I'm not going to take him back, and I understand that for whatever reasons, but. You know, sometimes cutting off your nose to spite your face. If you're mm. thinking, if, if Big Josh gets injured, and um, we don't, we've, we've got Mavidi, Rico, and Cag. Mm. You know, I, thought, I think a Jose, a Jose is, a, in my opinion, is someone who plays in a two, not a one, which we seem to play. We try playing him out wide, and he hasn't got the work rate for it. We've been but playing think, a lot of nils recently yeah. as well. <laughs> but even even if he did, even if you know he did, he's obviously back now. I think it would show a lot of disrespect, in my opinion, to. Rico and Carlin, you know Carlin's injured. If he just goes straight into the squad, because those guys have stayed and grafted, he jumped ship in the summer. Like Cole said, they, everyone had a clean slate. Everyone could, he could he didn't he didn't have to go. He chose to go back to Bury where he was comfortable and where he wanted to do. Now they're bottom of the league and he just wants to jump back in with us. That's fine, but he's got to work hard. But I think yeah, like Mark's got a good point. He, he's obviously got the pedigree, but he doesn't apply himself enough consistently to, in my opinion, play. Playing a team, definitely a one up front anyway. Mm. Unless he, he builds his work way up and plays as a winger. But, nah. Alex tweets in, regardless of whether a Jose and Igor come back and play for Charlton, we need to get a goal scorer in if we're going to push on and cement our place in the playoffs. And I think, yeah, 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 100%. It almost goes without saying, but just, oh, geez, just looking at it going, oh, because obviously it's going to have to be alone. Is there anyone good enough? And that's why the question about Jose will come up. Well, there's one player good enough, but we couldn't afford him. He's currently sitting, not even getting making a bench at Derby. Darren Bent? Darren Bent. Mm. He's got an incredible goal record at Derby. They were celebrating these however many years at the club the other day, his birthday or something. I couldn't believe his goal record but in, they, they in starts. Don't, yeah. don't, you know, they don't fancy him. Yeah. So... Well, I think he's probably too expensive for us. You're right to say, you're right to <laughs> yeah. say that. He'd be a, a very expensive signing. And Mendonca's right foot on the uh, card and the protests and all that stuff that says uh, this is a football club that's being sold, not a second-hand bike off eBay. Uh, it's going to take time. An old Roly isn't going to uh, make it easy no matter how many more protests uh, there are right uh, just before we go into the Ben Reeves interview while we've been on air um, a few people of you uh, have directed us towards the HITC 
Um, uh, story linking us with Sully Kai Kai. I think he's a winger at uh, uh, Palace. Now, I, I, again, I mean, you never know with HITC. Sometimes they get stuff that isn't quite as locked on and they put it out there as a possible. But this one, they say, a bit more locked on. So, mm. uh, you know, too too early to confirm. Well, apparently, David Jarvis just said Darren Bent's out injured this season, Mark. So, oh, okay. yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, but, um, uh, so, whether it's locked <laughs> on, but the, I, I know very little about him. The only thing I know is. Um, one of the palace writers for South London Press always raves about how good he is. So if he's coming, do you know much about him? Though? Well, I, was, I believe it or not, I text me, um, text me brother who's a Palace fan. Unfortunately, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got Palace. Not Freddie Saunders, is it? No, no, Freddie. No, he's not my brother. But um, <laughs> but no, I spoke to him and he said, um, you know, he's high, he, he's rated highly, but he, he can be a bit inconsistent. But he, he's good at dead balls. He's a tricky winger. He's strong. It is, you know, it's a wing. It's a prize. A, a few more championship clubs ain't really knocking about, but it is what it is. It's another body in um, that could not say replace Holmes, but um, it's another body. But again, we still know what we need, and we haven't got that yet. So, but like I said, it's another body, something different. He's quite direct, so uh, we just have to wait and see how it pans out. But usually, the guy, yeah, I see. It's, the guy, there's a journalist who's usually quite accurate with it. Yeah, excellent. Right, okay. Let's uh, hear from Ben Reeves now. Uh, we caught up with him after the one 0 win at Berry on Saturday, talking about the game, talking about the fact that Ricky Holmes had just left, and uh, what he hopes for to achieve uh, within the rest of the season. Ben, back-to-back wins in uh, what must be difficult circumstances for for everybody associated with the club. You must be delighted. Yeah, it's important for us. Um, make sure we concentrate on what goes on on the pitch on the Saturday. Um, yeah, it's a great feeling to be back to winning ways. Uh, and your own, uh, of course, contribution. You're getting more game time now after coming back from injury again. You must be uh, must be really pleased with that. Yeah, I am. Um, I was disappointed in myself. Um, last home game in the league, I don't think I was nowhere near my normal standard. Um, rightly so, I didn't play the next game and then sort of give me a wake-up call and thought I'm back to it today and, and hopefully can stay that way and that's the minimum today again. Had a uh, number of players having to step up to the mark because uh, injuries and uh, squad size are, uh, were being really stretched. So uh, the, the players that are out there, the players that are left, showing re- uh, real character. Yeah, I thought it was a good performance from the boys as well. And like I say, if you were to look at that team, you wouldn't know that there were players one or two were filling in or, or maybe weren't regulars. So it was a good performance from all the boys, I thought. And the mood in the camp, obviously, um, it looks to, looks like we're going to lose uh, certainly one player and who knows what uh, what's going to happen the rest of the transfer windows. The mood in the dressing room now, a determined mood? Yeah, especially after that win. I think it shows what we can do. Um, tough place to come, away from home as well. And, and, yeah, great character from the boys and good performance. I think it just shows that we're all concentrating on what goes on on the pitch. Um, and we've got a few Saturday Saturdays now, so it gives us a bit more time to think about um, the performance on the weekend and, and hopefully we can just improve on the one today uh, and the win today puts us back into the uh, top six Good news. and uh, with players potentially coming back from injury uh, signs might be uh, that, that we're, uh, we're, we've turned a corner potentially yeah let's hope so and I think, I think we have but we need to make sure that it's not just one, a one-off or, or like I say two games uh, we need to keep, get a run going now and like Blackburn did early in the season we need to do the same um, I know we're it's good that we're back in the playoffs, but we didn't. We don't want to be just in the playoffs. We want to be right up there. So, I was going to ask a question. You think we can put a run together that might even get us uh, closer to the top two? I hope so. So we can start start today and kick on again now. Thank you. So in terms of that, that last week being the first win in, in a little while, does it sort of get the monkey off your back and take a little bit of the pressure off you for a game like today? I think so because last week probably wasn't the best performance, but we still grinded out a win. Um, and then today you see a better performance and a win. So like, like I say, you can only build on that and, and hopefully we can.
Been impressed with uh, Steffi Mavadini in the last couple of games. Had another great run today. How important is uh, adding a player like him to the squad? Yeah, he's good to play with. I enjoyed playing with him today. That was the first time um, we've been on the pitch together. And it was good. Um, hopefully we can build a relationship uh, with on and off the ball with Jay as well on the left-hand side and, and link, link well together. So obviously away from, from the pitch, a lot of the talk with the fans and stuff has been about the takeover and Carl being unhappy about the current transfer situation. As a, as a squad, how do you sort of keep that away from your thoughts? If I'm honest, I don't know too much about it and I assume a couple of the boys probably don't either because the most important thing for us is to concentrate on, on the weekend, on the games. Um, like I say, it's another step for us today was getting back in the playoffs and, and the main thing is for us as players is just keep building on that. And ben, as a player playing in the squad, um, obviously looking at your teammates and everything like that, would you say more players need to come in this month to, you know, to really solidate that promotion push? Well, I think we've got a great uh, great squad. Like You've seen some of the players that are in the team at the moment. Like You've got Patrick, you've got uh, Jason, both of them are starters. Tariq as well, all three of them starters at the start of the season and one of the main reasons we were we were up there. So we've got three players like that coming back and I'm, I'm sure there's others, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm forgetting anyone. But um, yeah, there's loads of boys, like even Souls and Jake coming back again today, like they, they didn't play today. So there's loads of the boys, you've got Jacko as well, performed well the other day. So there's loads of boys in the squad that can do, do well for us. And just those three players that you mentioned, then how, how big are they going to be coming back next week? Because Cole said they could be back yeah. in the squad next week. Yeah, it'd be brilliant for us. Um, like I say, the main thing for us is just to stick together as, as a team now and and whoever plays, um, make sure we put in the performance and to get to get the wins. With Ricky Holmes set to leave the club, obviously he wasn't in the match day squad today. Were you surprised at his decision to leave at this point in the season? I don't know the ins and outs really of it all, so I can't really comment on Ricky's choice or, or, or whether it's the club's choice or, or, or whose choice it was or, or when it came about, because I know there was offers from them in the summer as well. So... I don't know, but it's the main thing for us as a group now. We just need to stick together, and whoever goes in, whoever comes, whoever comes in, whoever goes out, um, just make sure we stay as a tight group and, and get the results. Because yeah, Ricky had six goals and six assists this season, and how big a miss will he be for the team? He's a like very good player, obviously, as you can, as you said there, and, and like everyone else knows in the league. Um, we just need to re- do that job and chip in all, all together. Hopefully, I'll chip in, Marcy chip in. Uh, Steffi could chip in as well now, so hopefully the boys, um, we've got a good enough squad, I think, to, to deal with it. With their sights now firmly set on an automatic promotion place, the Addicts' next outing was at St Andrews against Birmingham City. Donald was showing good pace, he's into the area, oh, and he got a tap on the ankle there, and the referee has given a penalty. Jonathan Hunt against Mike Salmon, 1-0 to Birmingham. Free kick towards Leeburn. The goalkeeper's come out a long way. Oh, and Edwards has put it in! Andy Edwards has scored an own goal to bring it back to one apiece. Another good flick there from Leeburn. Oh, and Kim Grant's the wrong side. He's in on goal, and Kim Grant has scored. Splendid finish from Kim Grant. That really was top class finishing, and Charlton take the lead. Leeburn getting a challenge in, and Kim Grant. Sending Bowyer away. There's no flag. Now, can Charlton break here? Robinson's in. Oh, it's a fabulous goal. John Robinson with his fifth goal this season. And that was a classic counter-attack from Charlton. Charlton left-hand side. Lieburn goes in, and that's four. Lieburn has scored for Charlton. And Carl Lieburn looks as if he might be hurt. 
He went in with the boots for flying. Mortimer sent the cross over from the left-hand side and Lieben dived in bravely to get the header in. And Charlton now has what surely is an unassailable lead. Drops them in from Paul, driven in and a goal. Edwards. That's the side. The drive comes in and it's a goal. And Charlton have conceded a third goal. It's 4-3 now and there are just nine minutes to go. Can Charlton hang on for three valuable points? It's Birmingham City three, Charlton Athletic four. Classic game from back in the day there. That took us back to 1996, a 4-3 win uh, up at Birmingham City that was live on uh, on Sky. Uh, back, back, let's say back in that. It might not be in Sky, actually. It was live on TV. Uh, it might have been LWT or whoever had the rights back then. But yeah, 4-3 win up at St Andrews. Sadly, we ended up missing out uh, on promotion in the playoffs that year against uh, Palace, which is sad. Uh, <laughs> Oliver uh, tweets in saying, uh, I personally think nobody will be willing to pay a Jose's wages and then Carl Robinson will recall him. Now, I mean, if that's the case, if no one's willing to pay his wages, I mean, I think genuinely, I think we will not be willing to pay those wages as well. And I think we'll leave it as Barry's problem. Whether they take him back after that, that's up to them. But I, that's just the way I see it, because I think he's on too much money. Carl clearly not that enamoured with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Well, we also had an uh, email in from Marcus. says, hi guys, pleased to hear that Hanlon is back at the club. In the games I've watched him, he's been a lively player. A good option uh, to have him coming off the bench to Jose. Uh, should have been sold, uh, not not Ricky. Now, uh, Hanlon, so Hanlon's come back from from Colchester. It's just interesting. I was just reading uh, something in the Gazette up there, Colchester Gazette, or whatever it's called, uh, and and some quotes there from from the a manager or a coach who suggests that uh, you know Brandon hasn't played as much recently. He says a young man like Brandon needs to play, and there were other clubs interested in him. So just reading that quote makes you wonder, oh, oh maybe they've got something else lined up but uh, we don't know right time to look ahead to Saturday's game uh, with Walsall of course uh, the, the other main story at the moment other than the fact that we um, uh, are being take over, taken over is the fact that all our players are broken uh, so Carl Robinson gives us the uh, injury update ahead of Saturday's game with Walsall on that note um, you've had a, a, a long injury list could some of those players return could they be available uh, to you for the uh, Walsall home game yeah, yeah, one or two of them are back. Uh, one or two of them have had a little bit of rear cairns, little niggles throughout the course of the week. Um, but we knew that was always going to be the, the situation in some ways. Um, it's been probably one of my most enjoyable four months I've ever had as a manager in a, in a sick way because all of the comings and goings, all of, that, all of the adversity that we've had, I don't think many teams have been hit with the amount of injuries that we've been hit with. But we've tried to conduct ourselves in an impeccable way week in, week out, and we try to be honest with you. Um, we have got one or two that will be back this week. Uh, and hopefully by the following week we should have most of our squad back fit. So by the time we go to Blackpool and maybe play is it Oxford and then Bradford, is it? By the time we go into these games, you're looking by the end of January, most of our players should be up and running if we have no injuries that occur over forthcoming weeks. So that's a positive place to be. But I've been sat here before with you when we've been waiting for Reevesy and Marcy to come back, and all of a sudden we had a big injury crisis. Uh, but hopefully we're going to be stronger for it. I don't think there's been many people that have sat here and had to go through so many issues that we've gone through over the past four weeks uh, or, or longer than that. Uh, and I just hope that people can, can respect what we're trying to do. And we've constantly tried to conduct ourselves in a very professional manner from the players and the staff here at Sparrows Lane and everybody who works within the football club. We've tried to do the best to try and uphold the football club in the right way. And hopefully that gets the respect that it's deserved. Can you say who's available to you on Saturday? Um. 
made no illusions that Tariq will be back. Um, he's been on fire all week in training. Uh, he was un- unplayable on Tuesday, so hopefully the the, the little man can, can can weave his magic again. I think he's our leading goal scorer. And he's been out for twelve weeks, so ten to twelve weeks. So he's obviously been a big loss to us. He's another one that we that we materialised that we got through a very sort of strenuous recruitment process in the summer. Um, some of Stevie and everyone at the football club looked at as a as a star of the future. Um, I think if he would have been playing, I think in some ways he would have probably been for sale in January as well. Um, but maybe we've been lucky with his injuries that he's off people's radar at the moment. But he's he's certainly going to give us a big impetus. Obviously, Souls. We just went to see Jake. Jake had a little twinge in his hamstring. He shouldn't have even gone anywhere near the pitch. But we were so desperate on Saturday with five ten minutes to go. I was saying, listen, Jake, no. And he said, no, get me on the pitch. He said, I don't care. But get injured, get injured. He said, but we need to win this. And it was that was just sort of the mentality in that building. There's such a good group of people in there. Um, I think under, over the adversity of what happened with Ricky on the Thursday and Friday um, and what was materialised into Saturday and then we knew he was going to go probably Sunday. Um, well, well, listen, he was at the game on Friday, so it was almost certain that everyone knew then. The, the group's come together and we've rallied around and, and none more so than like Souls and Jake putting the body stupidly at risk at the weekend. But if that's what it takes to play for this football club, we're willing to do it. Your captain, Chris Sully, I'm he could be available to you on Saturday. Yeah, he is, yeah. he's. Uh, I don't think he likes that behind me. Um, in fact, I know he didn't like it. He was bored after about five minutes. He just kept moaning, get me on. I said, well, you're not finished. <laughs> so, it was, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be seeing him too many times sat behind me unless he's injured. <laughs> so, there you go. It sounds like some good news, some promising news uh, for Saturday. Tariq Fosu back, Chris Sully back. Uh, you know, Fosu in particular... I mean, we were on abs- he was an absolute fire. The amount of goals he was getting out of his hat-trick at Fleetwood, I think he ended up scoring about six goals in, in, in five or six games around that spell. So to have him back uh, could, could be huge for us. Yeah, no, um, another bit of fresh impetus, which we've been after, really. And um, could be a chance to give Marshall a rest, because I think he's been overplayed. Um, I think he should have had a rest a few weeks ago, because he started to look like... Um, he was burning out, but then he's, I think it was last week or the week before, he had a decent game. So, I don't know, maybe he'll rotate that a little bit. Um, I think Solly's always good to come back, good steady Eddie. Um, obviously, it depends on if, I don't know if Bauer's back okay now, or I don't think Pierce is about, is he? But, is, is you know, is Bauer going to come in? Will Lennon get a rest? Because he's had, what, about a year and a half out, and he's played a lot of games over Christmas. I don't know. But, yeah, T coming in, it gives us that other dimension. Um, with Ricky going. Um, we'll have if we did play, you know, T and Steffi on either side. You're going to have two players that like running at people, so which defenders don't like. Um, so yeah, hopefully. But obviously, I don't want to rush him too much. But obviously, they'll know what they're doing. I mean, what sort of difference do you think having the likes of Fosu and Solly back could make for us, Mark? Um, you know, I think Dick Still's actually done you know a good job for a young lad. I know it sounds you know it's a very cliche, but you know he's, he's athletic and he, he's going to have to play there sooner or later. Um, it's whether you know they made a mistake when they brought JFC back just too soon, mm. and there's, there's a part of me which goes, are you you know, what part of them? Obviously, the medical staff will say, oh yeah, he's fit, but you know that extra week, because if if Solly comes on and does himself in the first ten minutes, and then that could be him out for the rest of the season. And then you know, then it's another. Sort of I mean, that is. I mean, that sort of in, in the last few weeks, you feel that might have been sort of playing a part of our perpetual injury crisis is the fact that people were coming back slightly too soon. 
Uh, and then aggravating stuff as well. Maybe that happened with Pearce. We've seen him. I saw him in a brace here a couple of weeks ago after he got injured again. So, yeah, that's what that's what you you hope to try and avoid. Now it's a Walsall side, sort of a mid-table Walsall side. You know, um, in terms of our, I guess, in terms of our performances over the last couple of weeks. Now, no one's going to sit here and say that we we blew Oldham away when we beat them one 0 <laughs> But I mean, last week we went up to, you know, admittedly a, a poor Berry side, but we were much the better side. Only took one chance. Uh, you know, Big Josh will feel like he, sh- he perhaps should have had a couple of goals on, uh, on 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 Saturday. And Carl mentioned there that perhaps he needs a rest now. But I mean, do, do, does he get a rest this weekend? Is there is there a no. different option? No. Yeah, you have to play McGuinness because of what he does defensively mm. as well. And you know, I know you're going to say, you know, what's your prediction for Saturday? And you're, you're going to accuse me of madness. I think we're going to tonk them, and we're going to tonk them four 0 I think Josh is going to score. I you know, yeah. and I do. I, I've had this feeling all week that we were just going to. Put three or four. Sure, it wasn't gas. Who's who's going to score first? The wind. We are. No, no. What player? (laughs) Um, I'll put that as a cashback. I think Josh is going to score first, and we're going to win four nil. Cashback this week. That's good because we were thinking about putting it to vote, but Twitter's just gone down anyway. The Garmin chef has spoken. There we go. All right. So imagine, imagine if he wins us a million pounds for the for the upbeats because with his outrageous tests, doing the odds of a million to one. Right, it's £2.50. So. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. £500,000. <laughs> no, I mean, Nathan, now we're on the prediction. Let's have your one for, for Saturday. Uh, I'm gonna, well, they had a good win against uh, Oxford, so I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, in terms of, like I say, McGuinness, I mean, you, you go. You, got, you go, yeah. You, can't, I mean, you can start Rico, but I don't think he's going to do him any good. I mean, you've got to have to play him. <laughs> There's no other really, unless you put Naby up there, but... We've seen he's finishing in recent weeks. So. <laughs> Does Sonny Kai Kai get straight into the lineup for you? No, no, no. <laughs> we can't play rumours, can no, you? No. <laughs> but no, yeah, he, he's got to play, but he, he shouldn't be because he, he, he looks like he's blowing. But what else can you do until we get someone else to a given hand? We can't do much more. Excellent. Right, this is uh, time's up. Really on the show. Just want to say, actually, Nath, uh, you got your birthday coming up over Mon- the weekend. Monday, Monday, Monday yeah. So yeah, yeah, Sunday. Oh, you, you celebrate the way you, you've always wanted to with a one-nil home win over Walsall. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-first uh, on Monday it is on 21. 21st anniversary <laughs> of his thirtieth birthday on Monday. Looking forward yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, uh, Nathan really thought his nose couldn't get any bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah Nathan, really thanks for joining us. No worries. Uh, Cheers, Mark Newry, Thanks for being here. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday uh, for uh, to look back at whatever happens against. Also, and of course, talk about the uh, takeover whenever that happens. Uh, I've been Louis Mendes. This has been the big match preview. Uh, like I say, we'll see you on Sunday. Let's hope Charlton can get three more points to add to the pot uh, in the League One table on Saturday. We'll see you later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.